are all of those your books? Yes, sir. I knew that you had written a lot, man, but hey, you know, hey, pop your collar on that. You have a lot of stuff back there. <laughs> more to come, more to come, hopefully. I want to I want to fill up the whole I want a whole section of the bookstore. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right, Code Keepers, we're here with Dr. Willie Jolly. He's a uh, author, an entrepreneur, and a thought leader. And I know you're saying, what's this have to do with empowerment? Stay tuned. All right, welcome to Get On Code, The Fly Guy Show, which is a series of melanated conversations focused on empowerment, health, wealth, and knowledge of self. People think in binary choices because they are conditioned to. And on the wall was a picture of a wolf and a lion. I think the wolf was the Democratic Party, the lion was the Republicans. But the drug trade and all these illegal stuff that uh, people do, that's still economics. It's just that they couldn't do it in a traditional system. We're talking about melanated wealth. So we can build wealth, but we just, for some reason, don't seem to be able to transfer it. You had a great experience. Fine. That means nothing. What were you told as a child about education? You had to be how many times better? Every impression without an expression becomes depression. Peace Code Keepers, we're back with another great episode of Get On Code. If you remember, our code is empowerment. Our code is empowerment. We want you to get on code, share the code, teach the code, and be code become the code. And with us today, we have Dr. Willie Jolly. I tell you, Code Keepers, I met this brother about three years ago. He came to the Hampton Roads area and he just blew up the spot. The Hampton Roads Chamber of Commerce brought him and then the Hampton Roads Black Chamber of Commerce had him speak for a smaller engagement. And I tell you, I was just blown away. Uh, if you check out early episodes of the Get On Code podcast, which you can find on all all podcast platforms, you'll find the episode where Dr. Jolly spoke. So, Dr. Jolly, good to have you on the Get On Code platform. How you feeling today, good brother? I am grateful, 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 and I'm glad to be on with you, Zeku. And I begin every interview, every show, every program, every speech, every event with the same thing. I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it. It's forced upon me. I can't refuse it. I didn't seek it. I didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account. If I abuse it, it's just a tiny little minute, but our eternities are wrapped up in it. I'm grateful for this minute, this moment, this opportunity to be on with you and your viewers and your listeners as we talk about empowerment and how they can transform their future and transform their generations that are yet unborn through changing your thinking. Beautiful. So you really focus on mindset and I, I love that. Uh, well, you're going to focus on mindset. I know that's what you're going to drop jewels on today. Um, you know, that's great. I love that quote, that poem. Uh, when I was uh, pledging Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated and 151 Incorporated, we both had to learn that poem. And, you know, in some cases we were holding bricks and heavy weights and we had to say it 15, 20 times. <laughs> uh, and so I, it's thoroughly immersed in my system. And I'm glad that 
you use that. Why is that so important to you? Why that particular poem? Well, it, 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 first of all, I believe there are two ways to get to any goal, Sekou, mentors and mistakes. Now, both will get you there. One just gets you there with less headaches, heartaches, and not subside your head. So when I started my speaking business 30 years ago, I made a point to start looking and searching and seeking out mentors. And I got a lot of mentors who I could walk up to and talk to and sit with, Les Brown and Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy and W. Mitchell, and uh, the list goes on and on. But there were also mentors who I wanted to learn from who I did not have the access or ability to sit with. And one of those mentors was Dr. Benjamin Mays, who was Martin Luther King Jr.'s mentor when the young ML came to Morehouse College at the age of 15. Dr. Mays was the president of Morehouse College. Well, when I started my speaking business 30 years ago, Dr. Mays had gone on to be with the Lord, but I started studying him. He became a mentor from his books, his audios, and he had written that piece. I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it, forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it, da 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 It is called God's Minute. And my first book is called It Only Takes a Minute to Change a Life. That was my first book that went from being a, a small self-published book to becoming a national bestseller and being picked up by a national New York publisher, going global. And all because I had a mentor who had written a piece about God's minute. And my messaging was right in line about faith, about focus, about family, and about finances. And so it worked well. And even to this day, 30 years later, I open and I close all my messages uh, with that God's Minute and my XM show. I, I start it with God's Minute. And many people around the world now know me as the guy who does the one minute. I, I say to others, use it, share it. Uh, but many times people say, oh, that's Willie Jolly's Minute. And I always give credence and credit to Dr. Benjamin Mays. You know, the beautiful thing about that connection is Dr. Benjamin E. Mays was a member of Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons why we embrace it. But the other thing that's particular to me is uh, my middle names. I have two middle names, Benjamin Eric. I was named after Dr. Benjamin E. Mays. He was wow. a friend of my father's. Yeah, he was a friend of my father's, a mentor, uh, a jegna to my father. And so I'm named after Dr. Benjamin E. Mays. He came to our house once. Wow. And I got a chance to meet him when I was in middle school. Wow. And he looked at my report card and he said, C's are pitiful. And for me, I was like, I've got a C. I've got my mom off my back halfway, got my dad off my back halfway. C's are pitiful. And I was like, this dude is crazy. And then I thought about it over the next year or so when I really started striving towards the excellence that he sat down and he talked me through. Um, so it's incredible that uh, Dr. Benjamin E. Mays has touched not your life, but truly impacted mine as well. Man, that's fantastic. I love that C's are pitiful. And he was right. And he was telling you the truth because C's are average. Okay. They're average. The, 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 the word by its nature, the C in, a, in, a, in the alphabet of letters that are used to denote your academic 
progress. A C is an average. You're just an average student. You're not hot nor cold. You're not great nor terrible. You're just average. But if you want to be great in life, you cannot be happy with a C. A C, I like to say it like this. A C is the best of the worst and the worst of the best. It is like being lukewarm. It's neither hot nor cold. So a C is just an average. He told you it's pitiful. And I'm so glad you listened because those who pursue excellence are not willing or are comfortable with C's. I used to say in my speeches, Sekou, I would tell the audience at the beginning, I said, I've got a couple of things I want you to do. Number one, and when you listen to me speak, I, I want you to make a decision whether it was a good investment of your time to listen to my message. Did you get something out of this message that was of great value? If not, it was a waste of time. And I don't want it to be ear candy where it sounds good for the moment, but it has no it has no nutritional value. I want it to have nutritional value. Second thing I want you to do is I want you to grade me. At the end of this presentation, I want you to give me a grade. I want, I want one or two grades, though. I only want one or two things. An A or an F. Hard pass or hard fail. Nothing in between. Because those who are willing to bet, settle for C's, D's, and, and B's are those who are willing to settle for less than their best potential. And so I don't want you to give me a a C or B. I want all or nothing, in or out, good or bad, pass or fail, A or F. And so I, I think you uh, learned that lesson well because of all the things you've been doing and the things you've been pursuing and the things that you've been impacting people's lives with via media and via this podcast, via programming through movies, all the things that you're doing because a Dr. Benjamin Mays came your way, passed your passed by your path one day because of your dad and said, young man, don't settle for C's because they are pitiful. He probably told that same thing to a young Martin Luther King Jr. at 15. And we see the result of that kind of mentorship. So Dr. Mays became one of my mentors. And that's how that one minute came to be. And I've written a number of my messages over numerous books uh, with influence by Dr. Benjamin Elijah Mays. Ashe, in some of your multimedia posts, I see some great messaging. So let, let's dive into some of those, man. Goals are dreams with deadlines. Mm. Well, I am so excited that that I have been a big proponent of the impact goals have had on my life. I was a guy who didn't have goals, who didn't set real goals in the real sense. I talk about goals a little bit. I talk about New Year's resolutions and all that kind of thing. But I really wasn't focused on goals. But once I became enlightened, once I started getting these mentors and these people in my lives who my life who were trying to empower me and they taught me about goals. And then I also taught about dreams. And I started working on my own goals and dreams and things that I could do to change my life. See, a dream is a seed. It's a seed. It's, 
It's like a corn seed. You take a corn seed, you put it put it in, a, in ground and cover it with dirt, water, it'll grow into a corn stalk. You take an acorn, you dig a hole, put the acorn in, cover it with dirt, it'll grow into an oak tree. And the same is true for your dreams. If you take your dream, create it in your mind, plant it in your heart, water, it too will grow and it will bloom and blossom and flourish. But how do you get from just the little seedling to the manifestation? That's where the goals come in. Goals are like dreams. The difference is dreams can be huge, can be bold, can be great, and they can be grand, but they can also be way off. But a goal is taking that dream or a piece of that dream and putting a deadline to it. So that this is my goal. is It has to have a deadline because without a deadline, you won't have the impetus to keep going and get hit that goal, that deadline. You know, somebody says, well, I'm going to I'm going to make more money one day. <laughs> you know that? No, you don't want to wake, make, you want to make more money now. And you got to set a goal. I want to lose some weight sometime. And for years you go on no, no change in your diet, no change in your life. But, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it one day. No, those who are willing to not go with someday owl, but start to set uh, and someday hours a place where people go and they, they just they just veg out on that. But set a goal and a goal that has a deadline. If a goal doesn't have a deadline, it is not really a goal. See, a goal must be five things. It must be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And, and over the years, Sekou, I've had a lot of people who have come through my goal-setting program, my goal-setting class. We used to do it live. For many years, we did it live, and we'd get a big hotel and ballroom, and people would come from all over, but mostly from the Washington area where I live, uh, Washington, Maryland, Virginia, and so forth. And we would do this goal-setting seminar three, four hours and people's lives would be impacted. Some of them went on to double their incomes. Some went on to uh, change their lives in terms of their business success, successes. Some grew businesses, started businesses. All of this because we set goals and we put a deadline on it. And so uh, it must be time bound. If it's not time bound, if it's not time bound, it doesn't it doesn't have the same power. But so, uh, but let me tell you, one of those stories was a lady named Angie, who came to our goal-setting seminar, her friends dragged her there because she didn't want to come because she didn't think it had any need for someone of her state because she said, I've never finished high school. I had a GED. She was working in a low-end level job in the government. But her friends dragged her with them and said, we're going to go to Willie Jolly goal-setting class. It's beginning of the year. We're going to start off our year with power. They came to the class and we had a great time. But when it was time for me to have people do the exercise, and I looked over, she wasn't doing it. And I came over to her and said, why aren't you doing the exercise? I said, it won't work for me. I said, why won't it work for you? Because I, I don't have a, a high school education, college education. I have nothing. I got a GED. I said, so what? I said, there are a lot of great people who don't have high school educations. Dave Thomas, who started Wendy's, he had a GED. There were numerous other people who never went to college, who became multimillionaires and billionaires. And I gave an example after she said, really? I said, do the exercise. Your past doesn't determine your future. Do the exercise. So she started doing the exercise. Well, we decided because of the success of the program, we would do it again the next month. 
we would have a, a follow-up. And we decided that things were going so well, we would do it every month that whole year just so we'd have accountability groups. Well, she came back the second month and she said, you know, my family laughed at me when I came back and told them about my goals. I said, people will laugh at you until you do what they don't think you can do. Then they'll say, oh, we knew it all along. No, keep working on this. And she came back the third and the fourth, the fifth, the sixth month. And then she disappeared. Seventh month, people came back. But she wasn't there. Eighth month, ninth month, tenth month, eleventh month. Twelfth month, she didn't show up for the end of the year. Many people had set the goals at the beginning of the year, had even not only hit them, but had surpassed them. Some had set a goal for 100 grand. They had made a million dollars. What? Yeah, some people had thought it, said they were start a business, they started an enterprise. That's the difference between a business and enterprises. A business is singular, usually singular. Enterprise is multiple. And so they had, they had multiple enterprises and they were making it happen. And things were going great. People said they were to get in shape. Some had gone from losing a pound or two over years and years because they hadn't set goals or a deadline to, to getting to their target weight, getting buffed, looking good. Things were going great. But she wasn't there. Well, about Six or seven months later, on the on a, one day in my office, the phone rang, and it was Angie. She said, I'm so sorry I didn't come back, but I got so fired up. I got so inspired. I got so motivated that when I finished that sixth month, I, was, I just had to go, and I went to work. Because I had never heard anything like this. I'd never been through anything like this. I'd never been exposed to anything like this. And I was so excited. I just had to go. She said, are you going to be home on Thursday? I said, well, what time? She told me the time. I said, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be in my office. She said, can you, you, can you turn on television? I said, sure. Turn on Oprah Winfrey show. Oh, really? Why? They're doing a show about millionaires under the age of 40. And I'm being featured. So, so it works. These goal setting goals are dreams with a deadline. In fact, I want to give all your viewers, your listeners, access to our goal setting program. As I said, we used to do it live, but then a few years ago, we started doing it uh, virtually because uh, we had people all over the world who wanted to access this and couldn't get into town for one reason or the other. And he said, can you please do it virtually so that we can get it? And that was right before the pandemic. So we recorded it, did it virtually, and now it's available for any and everybody to go and access with their family. If they just go to williejolly.com slash goals, G-O-A-L-S, williejolly.com slash goals. Take the course. It will transform your thinking and transform your future. So goals are dreams with a deadline. Wow. Well, salute to Angie and also salute to you for pulling that together. Uh, man, going through your social media, I'm going to another one of your Facebook posts and it says, take count of your blessings, not your problems. That's a shift in mindset. So talk to that, speak to that. You know, uh, thank you for talking about that. And the fact that mindset, mindset, mindset is really the secret to success, starting with mindset. I looked for years and years and years, Sekou, for the secret to success. I wanted the key that would unlock the, the, the padlock to success. I looked here, there, I went to seminars, I, I read books, I, I listened to audios, the videos. I'm trying to find that key to unlock the padlock 
to success. And here's what I found. That is not a padlock. It's a combination lock. Success is a, com success is a combination lock. And it has multiple digits. And you must not only find and figure out and learn the digits, but they must be in the right sequence or it won't work. And so I learned that the sequence always starts with mindset. Mindset. And then skill set. Always start with mindset, then skill set. Now, what happens if you just say, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll start with skill set first and then mindset later. Well, we see that most prevalently here in America with professional athletics. We find a talented athlete coming out of college, gets, gets drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. Oh, fabulous, incredible, wonderful talent. But did not work on mindset, just worked on skill set. Well, we know statistics show us that over 70% of professional athletes are broke five years after retirement because they worked on a skill set before they worked on a mindset. No, you must first work on mindset, mindset development. The Bible says it like this, wisdom is the primary thing. Because if you don't work on your mindset, your wisdom, your thinking, your attitude, your mindset, then you will squander the other things that go with it. You'll squander your health. You'll squander your wealth or your, your money. You'll squander it. So start with thinking first. So you start with your mindset and, and you focus on not the problems, but the blessings. You, you focus on the good in life. It's about a mindset. I speak often at funerals and I eulogize folks and and I always tell people, oh, when even when I talk to somebody who lost someone, I said, you've got to make a decision. You must decide, are you going to curse because a rose bush has thorns or are you going to celebrate because a thorn bush has roses? Are you going to curse because the person you loved, we all loved, is gone? Or are you going to celebrate because that person came your way? They didn't have to come your way. That's a mindset shift. And when you start to shift your mindset, you see the world differently. And when you see the world differently, Seku, you will start to be in the world differently. You will access the world differently. You will pursue things differently. And so it is a mindset shift that you make a decision every day yeah we all got problems we all got situations we circumstances issues but what are you going to focus on you're going to dwell on the problems or dwell on the blessings i choose to dwell on the blessings and then i can attack the problems because in every problem in every burden Every situation and every burden, there is a blessing. And in, in every blessing, there's some burden. So I decided to focus on the blessings because I know there will be burden. Somebody said in life, you either got a problem, you just left a problem, or you're on your way to a problem. That's life. So once you get to that mindset, okay, this is life. I can handle this. I will get past this by my thinking. And once you do, everything changes.
Hmm. Wow. How did you get this mindset? What led you to this mindset? Uh, input determines output. Input determines output. Garbage in, garbage out. Good stuff in, good stuff out. Actually, that's a, a slight misnomer. Garbage in, it really doesn't go out. It's garbage in, garbage actually stays. And good stuff in, good stuff stays. So I, I made a commitment when I changed my life. See, let me tell you, I think you, you, you kind of gave the, the opening to my story. Uh, I was a nightclub singer, Seiko. Uh, I, I was a, I'm a nightclub singer. I won awards. I got a number of awards over there for best jazz singer, best entertainer, best performer. I was making a living singing jingles during the day. Pizza Hut, making it quick. Uh, B-E-T, Black Entertainment TV. I sang jingles during the day, but I made the majority of my income singing at night in nightclubs and became one of the top nightclub singers in Washington, D.C., won the award for best jazz singer, best entertainer, though so off and so on. And But one night, I came into the club where I had established and became one of the night, top night spots. People would line up at 7 o'clock for the 8 o'clock show, 9 o'clock for the 10 o'clock show. I came in the club and they said, we want to make a change. We love you guys, but we've decided there's something cheaper going around the country that's a lot cheaper than a band. Even though y'all are a great band, even though you're a popular band, this is much cheaper and we get a better return on investment. So we bought a karaoke machine. I said, but what? Well, that didn't make sense. I'm filling up your nightclub. He said, I know, but there's there's... There's a cost to have the van where we buy this once and it's done. I was devastated. What? And it was the best night spot in the city. This was the best paying place. But I couldn't believe it. But it was in that moment of despair that when I was at my lowest, a friend of mine, after I'd gotten fired and replaced by a karaoke machine, and didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't want to go back to the low class, low paying night spots where I had grown up out of there, I didn't know what I was going to do. But a friend of mine gave me an audio motivational audio cassette. You remember audio cassette tapes? <laughs> yeah, some of y'all too young to remember that. That's an audio cassette tape. And it gave me this audio cassette tape. And on the tape was a guy who said, in five years, you'll be the same person you are today, except for two things. The people you meet who inspire you and the books you read that empower you. What? And I started reading books, Seku. I started going to seminars. I started meeting people who were, had a higher consciousness. I started sitting with them and learning from them. I started taking notes. I had never taken notes. I started being a student of life and success, of uh, 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 prosperity. And things changed in my life. So it all started by getting having a setback. You know, I wrote a book that's gone on to be a global bestseller. A setback is a set up for a comeback. And, and I, I had a setback. But that setback was a set up for a greater comeback. Uh, well, let me tell, you, tell the rest of the story for those who might have wondered what happened after I read that book. Uh, 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 I, or after I listened to that audio tape, and I started reading a book, Think and Grow Rich, and The Power of Positive Thinking, and The Richest Man in Babylon, and The Magic of Thinking Big, and Live Your Dreams by Les Brown. Just one book after another. I became a student. I didn't have a library. I didn't have a library before then. But this is 
part of my library. This is just a small part of my library. There's another set, a library over here. There's another one over there. There's one in every room almost in my home. Uh, they're library. I have a library. Why? Because I learned that if you ever go into a $10 million home, it always has a library. Now, the person who bought that $10 million home, did they buy it because it had a library? Or did their library allow them to buy it? Mm. Well, I started reading books, going to seminars, and things started changing. My mindset started. Input determines output. Things started changing, started changing. I took a job with the school system, and, and as part of my job, I had to give little speeches to stay tell kids to stay away from drugs. I was a drug and violent prevention coordinator for the Washington, D.C. public school system. As part of my job giving these little speeches, it became popular. And then more and more schools, not just in Washington, but in Baltimore and Alexandria and Prince George's County and Prince William County and all of these cities all in the area started calling and saying, we heard about you. We need you to come speak for our kids. We hear you transform these kids and help them to stop using drugs and stop being violent. Well, things started going and moving and I started getting invitation around the country. And then Les Brown and, and, and Gladys Knight was starting a tour called the Music and Motivation Tour. He heard about me and invited me to be on the tour. That gave me access to, to corporate audiences as well as media. I got a little radio show. It got popular, got syndicated. Because of their influence, they introduced me to those folks. And things started going in Sirius XM. I got a show on Sirius XM. And now is the number one self-help show in the country on Sirius XM. You can now hear me daily on Radio One stations across America on Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell at 820 with Wake Up and Win with Dr. Willie Jolly. Also, you now see me globally with my daily one-minute motivational messages on video that was recently uh, sponsored globally by Walmart, and you can get access to those at my website, winwithwilly.com, winwithwilly.com. And then because of the, the books and the audios and things started happening, and then in 1999, I was named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by Toastmasters. Former winners include Colin Powell, Norman Schwarzkopf, Nelson Mandela, Margaret Thatcher, Christopher Reeve, Les Brown. And in 2005, I was inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame, and in 2013, named a legend of the speaking industry. All because, Seku, all because I got fired, replaced by a karaoke machine, but started listening to audios because someone blessed me. And I read a book called Think and Grow Rich, and I started listening to these audios, and everything changed. In fact, let me give you a gift, your guests and your listeners a, a, a little blessing. If you go to wjwow.com folks wjwow wjwow.com i will give you my gift to you the book think and grow rich in a digital download and some audios for you so uh go to winwithwilly.com or just wjwow.com and you can get access to those because see if you think back, someone gave me something to help me when I couldn't help myself. I was broke, busted, disgusted, but somebody blessed me. And I've learned the more you give, the more you get. The more you put out, the more it comes back to you. So it starts with your thinking, your mindset, and everything else changes after that. All right. Give me that website again. So it's www.wow. Dot com. W J 
wow.com. And then my, and if you just go to winwithwilly.com, www.win, W-I-N, with Willie, W-I-L-L-I-E.com, winwithwilly.com. You can also access all my websites. All of them are there. The, the my, my marriage website, jollymarriage.com. Uh, my faith-based website, jollygoodnews.org, my business website, attitudeofexcellence.com, my Willie Jolly website, williejolly.com, my products, all of them, all of them on there. It's, it's my youth motivation that that when I told you I was speaking for young people, a lot of folks need their young people motivated, all at winwithwilly.com. Go there, get some of the free stuff, goodies, and get inspired. And then do do something. Pass it on, pass it on, pass it on, pass it on, okay? This is the key to success, is that you help others. You know, Sekou, and I met when I came to Hampton Roads to speak for the, the chamber and then spoke for the Black uh, Hampton Roads Black Chamber of Commerce, and we had the opportunity to talk and, and uh, meet. And he called me and said, is it possible, any way possible, that I could get you on my podcast? Is there any way possible? I said, absolutely. And 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 people, you know, sometimes people say, I'm surprised you would do it. Remember, I told you that it's about empowering each other and helping each other. I've got a number of people who I've helped now who are part of the Speakers Hall of Fame, uh, Simon T. Bailey. Uh, he came to me one day and said, I want to be a speaker. Helped him. Now, He's in Hall of Fame. Walter Bond, former basketball player, Hall of Fame. Delatore McNeil, great speaker. I've helped him. Okay. I, I tried to pass because you know what? Somebody passed it on to me. Les Brown helped me. Zig Ziglar helped me. They helped me when I didn't know how to help myself. Mm. Well, one of the things that we're really kind of focused on, and as we've talked, you know that I'm working on a documentary on intentional generational change. And Code Keepers, uh, it's, it's coming up. It's coming up. I'm going to start talking more about the documentary on intentional generational change. Hopefully, you can be a part of it. One of the major questions that I ask in that documentary is I find that people who are uber successful, who strive for the best, in some cases, in many cases, they do something very different than the generation that preceded them. So, you know, my question to you is, what have you intentionally done different from previous generations to make a better life? Wow, that's a great question, Sekou. So what I have to do before I answer that question, tell you a little about the previous generations. First of all, my grandmother was an entrepreneur. She had a beauty shop. You know, She was a hairdresser, as they used to call her. But she owned the beauty shop. It was part of her home in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in West Philly. And she had a nice home on the corner and there was a beauty shop that was connected to it. She owned the whole property. She bought the property. She wasn't renting, she bought the property. Now, that was a big deal, but she came from a family of entrepreneurs. So her sister had a uh, um, husband who was a pharmacist. They owned the pharmacist. Her, her sister, who had the husband who was the pharmacist, also was her partner in the beauty shop business. So they had multiple businesses. Well, that was a great starting point. My mother became a school teacher, and yet 
she also had side income revenue streams. She, she rented out a part of our home as we were growing up to college students. She had uh, a income stream from there. She also sold World Book Encyclopedia. Uh, that was before y'all knew, before Google, there was World Book Encyclopedia. She sold that. And then she also was involved with network marketing with, uh, with uh, different network marketing groups who sold vitamins and things like that. So she had multiple streams of income. My dad was an entrepreneur because he had been a journalist. He was a, a, a reporter. And he was one of the first white, I mean, White House, yeah, uh, black white, he was the first black reporter to be in the White House as a correspondent with the Afro-American newspaper. And yet he also had his own newspaper publishing company. So I saw him working at his own skill. And he taught my brother and I something as a child. He taught us, while the other kids were being taught, go to school, get a good education so you can get a good job. And we'd hear them say that if we were walking school, their parents say, oh, remember today, Bobby, Sally, June, Johnny, how, what you do today, go to school, get a good education, get you a good job. But when we got to the schoolhouse, my dad would walk us around the corner to the schoolhouse. He'd say, okay, guys, remember what you're supposed to do today? Yes, sir. Go to school, right? Yes, sir. Get a great education. Yes, sir. And then he'd say, so you can do what? Create some good jobs. So... None of my parents had any employees, so, but they got that mindset in, file, in, in me that my job is not just to go to school, get a good education so I can get a good job, but to create some good jobs. That's one of the things that we've done is create a business where we employ people. And we have employees, but they are people who work with me and not for me because I'm always encouraging them to the same mindset, create your next generation of wealth. So that's one of the things I, I think are important for me to share with you that we did differently, that we created enterprises, business enterprises. We had multiple streams of income. I learned that from my mom, but I just expanded it. So we got speaking uh, and to multiple industries or parallels. I got youth. Sometimes I still do youth, but most of my income come from corporate, some trade associations, some churches. And then we've got, beyond speaking, we've got publishing. These books, most of them now, I own the publishing on. Okay, Jolly Publishing. This is our latest book, Jolly Marriage, uh, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, 10 Secrets to Shape a Great Marriage. This is Jolly Marriage. And uh, the others I bought from the publishers, the hardcover rights. So I own those rights. And then we got the speaking, we got the publishing, then we got media. I own my media company, Jolly Media, which is a serious XM show, which is the number one self-help show in the country now. Uh, Saturdays at four o'clock, by the way, on channel 141, you can hear me. It replays Tuesday and Thursdays at six. So Saturday at four, Tuesday and Thursday at six, channel 141, I might interview uh, Les Brown, Damon John, Bill Marriott. John Maxwell, Gladys Knight, uh, uh, Beyonce's dad. I did one after another of the great uh, thought leaders and world changers. Uh, and so we got the next radio show is the one I went with Radio One, but I own the content. So I got it on Radio One, but I also am now talking to other networks around the country and around the world who want to access. And then we got my daily digital online 
programming that we own. We got a Monday night marriage show that you can follow me on A Jolly Marriage on Facebook, A Jolly Marriage on Instagram, nine o'clock on Monday nights. You can join us for Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, the broadcast. Me and my wife do a half hour show. And then we also got uh, our production, music production. I got some real exciting, uh, Sekou, releasing uh, right now. It's just in release a new music and motivation power book. It's a book of music and motivation. Has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Has a theme that goes throughout. It tells a story, and it's all done in spoken word and in music. Spoken word and in music. And if you'll go to WillieJolly.com/music. WillieJolly.com slash music, you'll get access to some excerpts from that. All of those things, though, are the extension of the former generation. But if I hadn't had a grandmother who understood entrepreneurism, and I had didn't have a mama who pushed me for good education, I have a doctorate. I have an earned doctorate. So she, she pressed us about education. But beyond that, she also had these multiple streams of incomes to survive, help us survive and thrive. And then a dad who taught us about entrepreneurism. They set the foundation. And that's what I want, hopefully, my children and grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren will see the foundation that we are now setting in place so that they will be able to create long-term multi, 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 multi-generational wealth. Wow. All right. Well, I have a follow-up question. Okay. What is something, what is something that needs to change in the world that you're uber passionate about? And the follow-up to that question is going to be, what are you doing about it? Well, mm. oh, I think what has to change in the world, first of all, that is critical is that we have to see a change in people looking at the world from a positive rather than a negative perspective. Because when you focus on the negative, that's what you get. Whatever you focus on longest becomes strongest. Whatever. And so you got to look for the good. But most people are struggling and working and thinking about the bad. They talk about the bad, how bad things are, how bad the world is. Now, part of that is human nature. I understand that. But part of that is because of influences. Negative influences create negative results. So we want to change the way you look at the world. And if someone like Mahatma Gandhi, who said, uh, be the change you want to see in the world, that's the next step. So you know that there got to be change in the world for the world to grow and prosper and do the great things. And then you got to be the change. So one of the big challenges is we live in a world where the ecology is starting to go in a position or place that cannot sustain living here. We don't figure out how to be more mindful of the ecology. Your grandchildren, great-grandchildren are going to have climate change that's going to be just major disruption. Bad air, bad water. No. So I drive an electric car. Okay. I drive an electric car. I'm conscious of, of conserving and recycling and things like that. So I encourage people to be mindful, not just for you now, but if you really worry and think about your children and love them, you got to make sure they got air to drink, air to drink, breathe, and water to drink, and food to eat. And if we don't do something about that, 
then that's big. The next thing is this whole issue with people who have made a decision that they're going to let guns um, be the way they settle their differences. So they just shoot somebody, put a cap in them, as they say. And that's got to change. That's got to change. Or you're going to continue to see this rash, this, this epidemic of people killing each other over foolishness, silliness, stupid stuff. But that's, again, we got to change perspectives. And so what am I doing about it? I'm putting out as much content as I can. Now I'm putting content out everywhere I can. I made a decision. I was going to, in, I have a, a mission statement to inspire a generation to live their God-given ability at the top of their God-given ability by every means available and necessary. So we're going television, online television and physical what we call terrestrial television. I'm on radio, online radio, satellite radio, and terrestrial radio with Radio One on, as I said, Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. I'm on, I got books, I got digital, I got physical books, I got audio books, I got digital books, I've got uh, uh, online programming and television and movies we're creating, music. We're trying to get people to change their thinking every which way I can figure out that there's a delivery system. And we're putting a content. Do you thank God that you just mentioned to me when before we started how you're seeing so much of this content uh, online, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We are putting content out every day to try and achieve that goal, to get people to change their thinking to switch from thinking negative and seeing the world in a negative perspective to a positive, and then being the change that they want to see in the world. Okay. Beautiful. So if you're helping people to become the change they want to see in the world, then that goes to our last capstone question. How do we make intentional generational change? Ooh, that's so good. Oh, that's such, such a good question. Well, one of the things I'm doing, I have a new book. I'm hopefully going to be finishing by the time this is uh, exposed to all the world. I mean, you know, by people getting this everywhere, you will be able to see my new book about the difference between general, generational wealth that focuses on being rich and being wealthy. And Sekou, it's built on a prince premise. There are five ways that we have a mindset for money that we are all familiar with. Five levels. There's the first level, which is the indigent. The indigent think of money day to day. You'll see them on the street corner with a cardboard sign saying, can you give me enough money to get some food? today. And every day they have the same st story. You got enough food for today. Not for the week, not for the month. It's give me enough money for the food for today. Help me. And they live a day-to-day -day existence because that's the day-to-day -day mindset about money. Then you've got the poor. The poor, they think month to month. You see them on welfare or SNAP or, and every month at the end of the month, 
they 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 waiting for the next payment to come in because they are they are living month to month. Then you got the middle class. The middle class think year to year. Did I get a cost of living raise this year? Did I make more money this year than I made last year? Did I get an increase 10%, 20%, whatever in my pay this year? Did I get a raise? Okay, and they're thinking year to year. But then you get the rich. The rich think decade to decade. Typically, you see the rich who are athletes, like a baseball player who might get a 10-year, $100 million contract. Woo, that's fantastic for 10 years. But after 10 years, he's finished playing. That contract is over. What happens then? If there's not another way for him to have another contract, if his career is over, that money doesn't come in at that level anymore. But then, say cool, you got the wealthy. The wealthy think generation to generation to generation. And they prepare today for generations you're not uh, unborn, uh, un, that are unborn, not yet born. They are having their wealth tied up in hotels and businesses and operations and enterprises that spin off money and keep spinning off money and keep spinning off money. That's what I want to create. And that's what I'm going to talk about in this book. I want everybody, by the time you get this out and about, I want them to follow me and go and look for my book. It's called Rich, Rich is Good, Wealthy is Better. Oh, everybody's going to want that book. Everybody's going to want that book. Everybody, Rich is Good, Wealthy is Better by Dr. Willie Jolly because it's going to be a game changer, particularly people in our community who often their parents never told them about wealth creation. They told them how to maybe get a good job, go to work, go to school, get a good job, and and, and get a good education, get, get a good job. Or they told them to save your money, but they didn't tell them how to invest that money. That's what this book is going to talk about. How to invest. Now, this, this message, this book, let me tell you what the real goal is. To get that person who's indigent to become a 30-day thinker. If I, can just, I can't expect them to go from indigent to, to wealth. That's too great a chasm too great a leap. But if I can just get that person to go to the 30-day thinking, and I get the 30-day thinking to go to the middle-class thinking, and I get the middle-class thinking to go to the rich thinking, and if I get the rich to think wealthy, then I've done my job. And we just keep trying to get more and more people off the present place they are stuck on to get them to the next level. Whoo! If we can do that, if I can do that, and there's generationally that we can see that, and people are changing the wealth of their families. Boom, we've done a good job. So I hope everybody will be able to, to make a goal, set a goal to take your level of thinking up to the next level this year in these next 12 months to do the next level. If you do, you'll start the process. And then last but not least, teach your children what you learn. Ooh, teach your children what you've learned. Wow. <laughs> Dr. Jolly, wow. That's 
teach your children what you've learned. Wow. If people are not laughing at your dreams, your dreams are not big enough. Hmm. Speak to that, brother. Speak to yeah, that. Yeah, look. Most people, they dream, but they dream little dreams. If you're going to dream, you might as well dream big. And all the dreamers who dream big, bold, outrageous dreams, they laughed at them. Think about it. Two brothers who are bicycle makers. They go to a bank and say to the bank president, we need to get a loan. Bank president says, oh, I know you two, Orville and Wilbur Wright. You're the, you're the well-known bicycle makers. Oh, y'all expanding your, your bicycle company? Uh, what are you doing? What you need the money for? They say, we're going to build a flying machine. What? A flying machine? God, come and take these guys out. Oh, but they built a plane that flew. Okay. Uh, you got story after story about people who people thought they were crazy for dreaming big bold, impossible dream. Steve Jobs was willing to dream about a, a, a phone that played music and you could communicate without talking. That's crazy. They thought he was nuts. They put him out of Apple. They laughed at him. They, they fired him from Apple, the company that he started. They fired him. But he came back. Not only did he be, create other companies while he was away from Apple, but when he came back to Apple, he created the Apple we know today. So folks, if they're not laughing at your dreams, they're not big enough. Two types of dreams in life, mosquito dreams or elephant dreams. Mosquito, you take a, a male mosquito, a female mosquito, put them together, 24 hours later, you got a baby mosquito. Gestation period is 24 hours. You take a male elephant, a female elephant, put them together, the gestation period is 23 months. Well, but when that baby get here, it's massive. What kind of dreams you gonna have? Little teeny weeny ones you can have tomorrow or big ones. They take a while to get here, but they're worth it. I, I, I end my speeches with this. Only those who attempt the ridiculous achieve the spectacular. John F. Kennedy beginning of the 1960s said, before the end of this decade, we're going to put a man on the moon. Ridiculous. But when that man said, I take a step for mankind, or as he stepped on the moon, surface of the moon, it was spectacular. I'm saying to all of you, what kind of dreams are you going to have? Little ones, the people are, oh, that's so nice. Or people laughing in your face, and that's crazy. But then you are inspired and motivated to go make it happen. I hope you'll choose the latter. Whoa. I didn't see that one coming. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Mosquito dreams or elephant dreams? Okay. Winners are not afraid to let people see them struggle in order to see them win. And, and, and Code Keepers, you can find this on Dr. Willie Jolly's Facebook pages. So, you know, once again, you can go to Dr. Willie Jolly's website. One of the ones he talked about earlier was WWJ 
wow.com. And he's going to give away some free stuff there that everybody needs to pick up, even though he's giving it away, quote unquote, for free. It's going to free your mindset. And so right. he's giving you valuable stuff. Um, so we have Dr. Willie Jolly with us. And one of his other Facebook posts is the one I have on the screen, which says winners are not afraid to let people see them struggle in order to see them win. Speak to that, brother. Speak. Well, to that. when you you have any children, Seiko? I do. I have a son who's 21 and a daughter who's 20. Great. And everybody who's watching, if you have children, you'll understand this. When your ba children were babies, they crawled around. And they became proficient at crawling. Oh, they could scoot all around the place. They could get everywhere they wanted crawling. But one day, one day, one day, they stood on their own two feet. For the first time, they stood up on their own two feet. What was the exact next thing they did? They fell down. But not one of you, not one of you, not one of you said, oh, stay there, baby. No, what did you say? Get up. Come to mommy. Come to daddy. And the baby would get up. And then fall down. Now, sometimes they fell on their backsides, but sometimes they fell on their face. But you not only encouraged them to fall on their face, you told them to do it again. Fall on your face again. Do it again! Because you knew if they never fell and got up, they'd never learn how to walk. They never fell on their face, they never learned how to run. They never fell on their face and got up, they never learned how to maximize their potential. But some of us in life, we fall down in life and we stay there. Because it's a struggle. Now, the great ones, they understand there are three levels. In my book, A Setback, Set Up for a Comeback. There are three levels of people. They're the quitters, the campers, and the climbers. Now, life is a struggle for everybody. Life is difficult. If you ever read the book, The Road Less Traveled? First line says, life is difficult, period. Boom. So there are going to be some people, when they look at the big mountains in front of them, they quit before they even give it a shot. No, I'll stay down here in the valley. But then you get the campers. The campers start on the mountain. They start to get to the top of the mountain. And they get to base camp about a third of the way in. And they set up base camp to refresh, renew. But while they're at base camp, they get a job, they get a car note, they get a little place, they got to pay their rent, and they stay at base camp for 40 years because it was comfortable. But then you got the climbers. The climbers get to base camp, they renew, refresh, re revitalize themselves. But then they thawed back up that mountain. And on that process to the summit, they overcome struggle after struggle, avalanches and cold and fatigue and hunger, disappointment, discouragement. But they don't stop until they get to the top of the mountain. The Oprah Winfrey's, the Tyler Perry's, the John Maxwell's, they just kept going. So, it's going to be a struggle. It's life. But are you going to let the struggle, struggle stop you or grow you? 
Are you going to crawl around the rest of your life or are you going to get up on your feet? Fall down, but keep falling until you learn how to walk and then learn how to run. Life is going to be a struggle. But those who are willing to grow through the struggle are those who win. That's the truth. The magic of triumph is in the first syllable. <laughs> Let me say that again because I messed it up. The magic of triumph is in the first syllable. Try. If you're Speak going to, to get a triumph, brother. it always starts with the try. And you keep trying. till you overcome it and you get that oomph. Triumph. Woo! That works, it works, it works. Beautiful. And look, behind you are a lot of your content, a lot of your books. I'll pick a few off the shelf and um, tell us what we'll find when we read those books. And we buy them from our local bookstore or from Amazon. Or from WillieJolly.com or just WJ. Look, winwithwilly.com. You go to winwithwilly.com. You order at winwithwilly.com. Any of my books, I'll sign them for you. Okay, I'll sign them before we send them. You don't get that always from Amazon or any of the bookstores. But you want to sign? Go to winwithwilly.com. Let me start with my first book. It only takes a minute to change your life. One minute motivational message that will inspire, empower, uplift, encourage. Minute motivation, like every morning in Africa. A gazelle wakes up and knows it must run faster than the fastest lion or it will be killed and eaten. Also, every morning in Africa, a lion wakes up and knows it must outrun the slowest gazelle or it will starve to death. Doesn't matter whether you're a lion or a gazelle. When the sun comes up, you better be running. Little one-minute messages that inspire you. Great bathroom reading. It only takes a minute. Change your life. Then my second book was a setback as a setup for a comeback. And these are stories about people who turn setbacks into comebacks, like Lee Iacocca, John Travolta, Les Brown, Wally Famous Amos, Vanessa Williams, people who had setbacks, but also people who were not famous who had setbacks and turned into comebacks. People who were diagnosed with cancer, who overcame them and beat it. People who were broke and busted and disgusted, who were bankrupt, who beat it and came back to create million and billion dollar businesses. So setbacks set up for comeback. Then turn setbacks into greenbacks. Taken from my XM show, people who I interviewed who were broke, busted, disgusted, and went on to become billionaires and millionaires. Seven principles, seven principles for turning your setbacks into greenbacks. Then an attitude of excellence. Every business owner needs this for all their people because there are two words that change businesses, attitude and excellence. When you get your people into a mindset of attitude and excellence, they will make you more money. They will make you more successful and they'll help you grow. And each individually per individual person needs that so they can grow their success. So an attitude of excellence. And then chicken soup for the Christian soul, uh, stories of faith, hope, and, 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 and healing. Um, a great book that I'm involved with. I'm on the front cover with Joyce Meyer and Tony Campola and Naomi Rhodey. And then our marriage book, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, 10 Secrets to Shape a Great Marriage. My wife and I have been married 37 years soon. We'll be soon 37 years, haven't had an argument in over 34 years. Now, those first couple of years were like World War III. We argued a lot until we learned some principles. 
that kept us from arguing. We stopped arguing. We got to love and we started making more money. We're making more money. Make love. We made more love. We made more money and we made it last and we're having a ball. And this, this book is changing people's marriages all around the world. So make love, make money, make it land. Again, all of those books are available at winwithwilly.com. And if you go there and order them and, 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 and just say, hey, I have a friend to say cool. Send me an email. I'll send you something. I'll send you something else free. I like sending stuff to free. They're friends of friends. So send me an email. Say, I'm a friend to say cool. I want something. I want your goodie. I want a goodie. And we'll send you something. Okay. We'll send you a goodie. If I'll tell you what it is. We'll send you. We have a book here called uh, Only the Best on success it's a, it's an over here and it's a, a a book of uh me and some other great hall of fame speakers got together put to put together a book and i will send you a digital copy of that all you gotta do is send an email to info at willyjolly.com info at willyjolly.com and say i'm a friend of Sekou's. we'll send it to you look the more you give the more you get the more you put out the more that comes back to you i believe in that <laughs> i believe in the principle and i live it Okay. I'll say, I'll say, I love your book. I love money. You know, make money, make, make, make love. love, make money, make, money, make, make it, it last. Love. Yes, sir. Can, can you grab that and read a, uh, maybe a page or something just to wet the whistle? <laughs> uh, I want people to realize how beautiful that book is. My wife this and I picked my, it up. One of my favorite books. Thank you for, for that endorsement. He, uh, ten, there's 10 pieces to this book that will help your marriage. Uh, friends first. Make sure you, you, you marry somebody who's your friend. And if they're not your friend, we give you principles and ways to grow your friendship. Make God an equal part of your marriage because then you will have a great partnership. Decide to make it last. Love is an emotion. Marriage is a decision. Communicate. Talk to each other, not at each other. And no one married a mind reader. So if you don't talk to them and tell them what the problem is, they won't know. Don't think you should have known. That's stupid. Okay. Uh, leave the drama with your mama. You, when you got married, you leave all that drama with your parents. Agree about disagreeing. You're going to disagree, but agree how you would disagree so that a little small disagreement that's a small thing won't become a big old chasm. How to handle a stalemate. There are going to be times when you want to go left and she want to go right or you want to go left and he want to go right or whatever. That as a stalemate, how to handle it so that y'all win together. Teamwork makes the dream work. Okay. Sex, headaches, and other lies. This one was a great one because this line was given to me by a lady who her mama told him when, when she got on her wedding day. On her wedding day, said, baby, never have that, never tell that lie that you got a headache. Because when you tell that lie you got a headache, remember there's a woman with an aspirin in her pocketbook somewhere. All right. So look, sex is a big part of marriage. And Unfortunately, most people don't talk about it. Churches don't talk about it. And I'm, I, I love the Lord. I'm, I, I'm in church and I'm a minister uh, of the gospel. I'm a license. I got a doctorate. But I still talk about sex. Sex is important and you need to talk about it because it will wreck your marriage if you don't deal with the sex issues. Uh, then always date your mate. Romance your mate. Even after you get married, most people got the honeymoon time, but then they let the romance go. No, you got to keep the romance alive. Okay. And then count the cost. Money matters. Money matters in marriage. Marriage, marriages break up for one of three things, sex, money, communication. Those three big boulders. Now the key is communication. 
That's why we give that chapter away. Look, I'm going to give you a chapter from this book free. The biggest chapter is communication. Go to jollymarriage.com. Jollymarriage.com. You can get the free chapter on communication. Absolutely free. We give it as a huge chapter. Just get that and use it. And then get the rest, the, get the book. When you get the book, get two copies. One for you and one for your significant other so y'all can grow together. Not one to read the book and then have to wait for the other one. Read, read it together. And at the end of each chapter, talk about what impact it had. It'll change your marriage. Wow. Wow. So if they go to willyjolly.com, they can find all the other websites. No, winwithwilly.com. Winwithwilly.com is where they find the other website. Willyjolly.com is one of the websites. Yes, but winwithwilly.com, just W-I-N with W-I-T-H, Willy, W-I-L-L-I-E. Winwithwilly.com, you get the win with Willy, you get the Willy Jolly, you get the marriage, you get the faith-based, you get the youth motivation, you get my music, you get... Uh, I mean, all my websites are there, winwithwilly.com. Lots of goodies, okay? Winwithwilly.com. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Code Keepers, you see that trailing in the ticker below, winwithwilly.com. Uh, I guess one last thing as we close out. One of your other great Facebook posts states, if you can control the enemy on the inside, Mm. The enemy on the outside cannot do you any harm. What are some of the enemies on the inside? Here are the enemies on the inside. Doubt, fear, uh, uh, hate, uh, low self-esteem, um, uh, jealousy. You know, worried about some what somebody else is doing. I want, I, I'm mad at them because they're successful. No, 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 no. Celebrate their success. Learn from their success. When you got these negative images, images and, and negative energy on the inside, it hurts you more than it hurts them. Being bitter, hating folk. Look, hatred and bitterness and anger and all of those are like acid. And acid does more to the container that's holding it than that which they want to throw it on. Don't do it. Get positive. Be grateful. Have an attitude of gratitude. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I love that so-and-so is doing well. I'm learning from them. I'm watching them. I'm going to do my thing too. I, and my thing is different from their thing. Okay? So the enemy on the inside will do you more harm than the enemy on the outside. Beautiful. Any last things you want to share with well, the code keepers? I just want and to share with, with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for promoting my uh, materials, my content to people in your network. I encourage everybody to share these principles we've talked about today uh, in, in, uh, in this interview with everybody you know, because we want to help more people to get a new mindset. We don't want them to focus on the negative. We want them to focus on the positive. We want them to do well. We want them to prosper. We want their families to do well. And so thank you, Sekou, for inviting me. Uh, thank you for being my friend and supporting me and supporting all that we've done. I appreciate you. Thank you for your willingness to do the new movie. I want to applaud you for that about generational wealth. I want to applaud you for starting Get On Code. I want to applaud you for all you're doing. And then I want to celebrate 
all of those who, who, who are willing to take what they hear today and share with everybody in their network, all their social media, all their friends. So you got to hear this interview. Say Q. They had this interview with Dr. Jolly. You got to hear it. Say with everybody you know we should have. If there are a thousand people who watch this, there should be a hundred thousand people who get access to it because of you, listener, you, viewer, you. Share it with everybody. We're going to share the wealth. And as a result, when you <laughs> when, when, it, well, when when the ships rise in the harbor and there's a wealth increase, all the ships will rise. Hmm. You know what? I was going to end it there, but you just said something that I, I, I think we need to tap into. Uh, you're sharing this content is paying it forward. So on the screen right now, I have a poll tax receipt from one of the ancestors who paid to have the right to vote in the area that became Virginia Beach, Virginia, in Prince Sand County in Virginia. They, they paid this price so that they could vote, which would allow others to be able to vote after them. So you sharing the content, Code Keepers, whoever you are, is the ability, is the opportunity for you to pay it forward. Um, all right, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Look, uh, let me take one more minute of your time. And this is something that's really kind of strong in the Get On Code family. We look at some of the challenges that we face in our community, particularly the black community. What are some things that you think might help to prevent these deaths? Now, you talked earlier that you know we need to do some things so we can prevent the enemy within. You know, you talked about how we can prevent the enemy within. What are some things you think? This is just your opportunity to share your opinion. You know, these are all people who were killed by the authorities who we pay to care for us. I'm going to ask you a question, Sekou. How many Asian people last year got killed by the authorities? How many Jewish people got killed by the authorities? I can give you that number because that information... Yeah. It's held by the, uh, um, yeah, there is I can't a remember number, which department. But it's nowhere near the number of authorities who are killing our people. Why? Because a friend of mine who was on my XM show, uh, he did a, he's, he's a multimillionaire, almost a billionaire. He said, Brother Willie, I'm glad you're doing your show about wealth building. Because we've got to grow wealth in our community because it gives respect. Okay, they'll respect us more. And they won't go to our kids and shoot them like they dogs because they're scared that we're going to come out on them like a hammer. But if they think they got no consequence, boom. They don't, they don't shoot the Jewish people like they shoot us. They don't shoot the Asian people like they shoot us. Okay? And, and, and then they look at us shooting each other. We got to get, uh, we have some work to do internally. We gotta, we gotta have a respect level for ourselves. We gotta, we gotta treat each other well. We gotta stop talking about our women like they're nothing. We gotta stop listening to derogatory and demeaning images on our music and in our videos and in our movies. And then we've got to create wealth 
because people do respect wealth. The Jewish culture is 4% of the world population, 4%, yet they own over 40% of the wealth in, in the world. We've got to grow our thinking because we've got to make sure that they know that if you touch one of our children, like Malcolm said, we're going to come down you. Not just, we're not going to come down on you with just the, with just the, the, the uh, guns. We're going to come down you with the force of the law on our side because we got brilliant and willing lawyers who are willing to do the work because we have sent our kids to law school. We've sent our kids to medical school. We've got businesses because we have created that great culture that we saw from Timbuktu, where our great, great, great ancestors came from, who built the pyramids. They were brilliant. Let's get back to our brilliance. All right, code keepers. He gave he gave the goods. <laughs> Doctor Jolly gave the goods. He gave the goods. I say to that. I say to that. Doctor Jolly, we appreciate you having you on. Get on code. Hey, as we say, get on code. Teach the code. Become the code. Our code is empowerment, and we love you. Peace. Hey, Dr. Jolly.